welcome to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Jenny. I'm Zach. And we are once again revisiting the movies of our childhood that were no bueno per our parents. And this oh, one, this one was allowed for see, me. See, this one was absolutely not. Um, Indiana Jones. So we are we watched Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. My goodness, guys. I was eight years old again. It was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark and then Last Crusade. I mean, we saw Ra- Last Crusade in the theater that I remember and apparently, I think I said this on last week's, uh, that Raiders of the Lost Ark was my like first movie or one of my first movies as an infant. <laughs> so Indiana you Jones... You probably cried through some of the I best I probably parts. did. I probably ruined it all. Um, but Indiana Jones it runs deep. And we would watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. I probably didn't appreciate it like I, like I would, but I'd, I've grown up loving Harrison Ford mm-hmm. on a lot of different levels. and But this one was a no. This one was an absolute no, you know, this was gross. This was this, uh, even though um, cult worship really is still part of both of the other movies, kind of, uh, potentially. This is brown people cults, though. I don't know. I, I, I have to explore that, whether or not that is a level of reasoning as to why this was off limits, but it is gross. It, oh, it's very gross. It's, this, it's, it's very violent. This movie is like the kid on the playground that has a dead worm that's holding it up and trying to gross out the girls. I mean, that, that's what this movie is doing. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely, it felt very much the same formula as, as Raiders, but just like, how do we kick this up? I think so. I think that, uh, I don't know. Some of the grossness, I, I don't know if we'd get into it so much now, but I feel like some of the grossness had to do with, like, this is how Indian people are. I don't know. A lot of the grossness was the food, and I don't think anybody in India eats like that. That's, no, 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 no. I don't think so either. I think this We've been was, to a lot of Indian restaurants. We love them. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I think this was, like, supposed to be when we get there talking about the banquet and what they're eating supposed to be like some sort of measure of the level of depravity of this like evil that's existing um yeah i i think it's supposed to do that even though i'm not sure it did a very good job at doing that so man so my history with this film i mean this is what i knew indiana jones as as a child which is so crazy to me because there's no backstory no. Absolutely no way of knowing who this person is. I mean, you are introduced to him as an archaeologist and Dr. Jones, but like there's a lot of history that you learn in Raiders. Mm-hmm. I saw this and then I think I saw The Last Crusade next before I ever saw Which would Raiders make sense. of the Lost Ark. It would make sense. I mean, Raiders would have been available on VHS, but like you said. Why did I not know that you could go? <laughs> I guess it was just next to the porn and my parents didn't take me down that aisle. I, that's got to be the reason. I don't know. I don't know. We only I... read a new releases for kids movies. Just, the, just the, the far left. And the Nintendo looked against the mm-hmm. the new releases. Just that, that we did not go to the right two aisles. And the third aisle to the right was where the porn was. So maybe we just... Maybe. I don't know. Or just like that was the old boring stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I There was the door and I just never thought about everybody going through the door. Well, I, I noticed people going through the door, but I just assumed they all worked there. There wasn't a door but, at Blockbuster, was there? No, 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 no. I, don't, I think that was the big 
thing about Blockbuster was they didn't do porn. But all <laughs> the like, mom and dad shops were... Right, right, right. Like, like, like woohoo. <laughs> we're like, we are movies with bright fluorescent lights. You keep your <laughs> filthy hands to yourself. Oh, no, no, no. This was long, long, long before Blockbuster was, was a thing in our, in our neighborhood. Gotcha. I don't really remember. I'm thinking about like local video stores. The only local video store I remember going to, because I guess also my dad had a really extensive video collection, so we didn't really gotcha. go and rent movies. We did a lot later on. Um, but we go to food max. I mean, in the same way that, oh, well, you know, yeah. my, my dad working with at Kroger kind of running the video department. Yeah. We would, we would get stuff from food max. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is how I knew Indiana Jones. And I think I, you know, I think we had this one on VHS mm-hmm. and we did not have Raiders until much later. I taped it off of TV. I had the book and the record of Raiders long before I right. ever. Right. I think you said that last week. I think week. I still have the book and the record of, of both of these. And really those those two images, the image of Indy with his shirt all the way unbuttoned with the sword on the bridge. And then the image from Raiders of the Lost Ark is him in the headscarf and the white robe in the Well of Souls. Oh, okay. Of all the images that's, to put yeah, on the that's cover, odd. That, yeah. that's not what. Yeah. No, that's not what you think. It's of. not like him running from the boulder or whatever. No, that that's a very blip of a moment. But that's that's my lasting impression of Raiders of the Lost Ark. All these years later, is that interesting? That's the, the image I remember the most. Which, even though this was a good adventure, to me personally, I mean you know knowing the other two as extensively as i do and then you know looking at it and watching it as an adult like it lacked i mean it lacked in storytelling i think i think it felt like there was probably a lot of editing that was done in terms of some some you know getting from point a to point b but also like if this was all i knew i wouldn't like him as much as i did as Mm. i do i don't feel like this is a really great representation of you don't love him enough to kind of let him off a little bit of a hook for some of his whatever in, in this one. I think this is a lot more. But, but actually, I guess this is a prequel, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. set this in is 1935, which yeah. I guess Raiders is 36 and uh, 38 for uh, for Last Crusade. Okay. That's a heck of a three years. It is busy, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one thing I've always appreciated – with him as as an action hero is they're not afraid for him to be exhausted (laughs) i think it's so realistic he's just like huh okay all right i'm like beat to hell and i just like climbed up this this uh mountain and like now everybody wants to go and i'm just like falling over and collapsing because i i kind of need a minute like what are you waiting for I love, I love that. that moment in return or uh, not return. <laughs> Last Crusade. Last Crusade, yeah. So good. So let's get into it. All right. So the mountain dissolves into a gong in this one. It does. And we've got it's wild. I said, here's Willie. <laughs> I mean, right off the bat, she's like dancing almost through the credits. The credits are incorporated, the title into her being there. It's like Harrison Ford is, is on top of her. And then Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom, she's in front of it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it's, it's the, so cool. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And if you were to say that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom starts with tap dancing, 
I would have like you're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna need to see how this works. So, um, so is this an old Hollywood musical? I said, how many eight year old boys are so bored right now? I know. Now? I know. Like this does not feel like. I mean, it's setting the tone, setting the vibe for you know this kind of Americanized uh, nightclub in Shanghai. Uh, it's but setting the t- the tune for this being a serial. This is maybe the most truest to the vision of what Indiana Jones was. I think. The other two were smarter than they were really trying to be. And I think this is really an homage to the old serials of the 20s and 30s. I agree. I have a note about that later where like the set pieces and like the action sequences are like very compartmentalized. Yes. yes. Which I think really fits into that as well. Um. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like never in a million years would I thought tap dancers and she like, goes into the mouth and then like they have the dance sequence right. back there and then she comes back out it's like how did anybody no no <laughs> nobody saw nobody that. saw <laughs> that <laughs> what happened you just heard the tapping of the dancers that are probably wearing wigs that are supposed to look like gene harlow but they really look like harpo marks <laughs> <laughs> like uh like there's so many sequins right now <laughs> i mean i kind of love it like, even the backdrop is sparkly everything's sparkly it's great um, so it's a lot of fun. And then, you know, yeah, we get the a title card of Shanghai 1935. In um, walks Indiana Jones. Indiana can rock. Harrison Ford looks good in a white jacket. Absolutely he does. Whether he's impersonating a waiter or he's coming <laughs> in and kind of being very uh, bogey, right. um, if you will. Oh, yeah. Looks fantastic. Um, just perfectly tan for it. Um, but he's a little... He's a little more unscrupulous than I'm used to seeing. I mean, I feel like there's no there's no conversation of like this deserves to be in a museum, like which is kind of a mantra of of him later on in the other movies. I don't think anything that he's doing is doing anything to go to a museum. I'm not really sure what's motivating these this transaction that we're we're witnessing. I think he just wants the diamond and is trading the ashes of the guy's ancestor to get it. Which, okay, like, it doesn't feel very archaeologist to me. So I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm a little internally disappointed, but also maybe we, we, maybe we grow. We grow from this experience and we move forward. I mean, I think we learn in Raiders, though, that he was a grave robber. He learned from grave robbers. And right. I mean, that's what archaeology basically was. from it somewhat. Right. Maybe that was the diamond was going to give him the seed money to be able to do that. Because, I mean, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Uh, but he definitely looked like he was going to play Baccarat with uh, the with sheep. sheep. <laughs> but just the lazy Susan. Because I was trying to explain that to you. And you'd never seen this movie. And that That oh. is such a vivid memory of mine. Yeah, it really works well. It Sorry. really ratchets up the intensity. It does. It does. Yeah. Putting the, putting the diamond... Rolling it across, bringing it. I, I didn't even write down with the 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 guy in the ashes, but we've got Kate Capshaw, who she she joins us at the table. She's the entertainer. I think she's uh, basically the what's the guy's name? Lachey. Lachey as uh, like mall in a way. Um, she seems kept by him, and but she's immediately taken hostage by Harrison Ford, which is. A little sleazy. I'm sure he really intends her no harm, but still, 
I mean, this is the first time you're meeting this character. What did you think as a little kid? Like, who's this guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Oh, I, I totally thought. I mean, it's Indiana Jones. That's, you know. <laughs> but how did you know who Indiana Jones was? From the video game. Oh, okay. Okay. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom in the arcade. Before you watched oh, yeah. Temple of the Doom. Okay. So what happens in the video game? I mean, you go, you drive around uh, mine carts and hit thuggies, and, and then you, like, wait, like, the doom, 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 doom. You have to wait till it's closed, and then run up and grab the stones. Okay. There's okay. probably more to it than that, but it really just feels like there's, it's kind of shoots and ladders and and stones. Got it. Okay. Um. All right. So you already kind of had a little background. You're like, this is supposed to be our hero, yeah, even I knew though that Indiana Jones had a whip. I mean, you know, I had older cousins. I, I knew he had a whip, and he could swing on whips. And mm-hmm. that, that, but that, but that's about it. Okay. And he had a hat. I knew he had a hat. Yeah. Do you, so I'm selling these fine leather jackets. <laughs> if that's if you're not a fan of computer video games from the early '90s, in Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, that you're like trying to sneak your way in, and one of the lines is, "I'm selling these fine leather jackets," and that that became a line in every game for the rest <laughs> of the Lucasfilm games and then LucasArts games. Like every one, the protagonist would have that as an option. That's at, funny. At, at some point, trying to talk their way in somewhere. That's funny. I love it. Um. Yeah, so a little, of course, we get a double cross happening. Um, he gets gets the diamond, dude gets the ashes, and then then uh, Indiana Jones downs his martini, and everybody's like laughing and, and giggling. There's a lot of henchmen laughing in this movie. Um, <laughs> Indiana Jones should never drink anything in this film. Everything he drinks goes poorly. This is true. This is true. No no good comes to the martini or things after. Um so then, like, haha, you've been poisoned. You're you're gonna die. No, no, it's like, antidote to what? To the poison that you just drank. I love that for the trade it for the diamond. So we're going back in the lazy Susan, back and forth, and um, but then, then then he's got a he's got a guy on the inside, like a waiter, come in a little bit of cover. Then I guess this is planned, like all this popping of champagne corks. Jenny's theme song. Yes, it is. Um, but in that, a shot gets fired that gets kind of masked, and his ally gets shot. You know, someone who's been on many adventures with him. He has a little bit of a moment. It's a great little like monologue, you know, like, you know, like this is an adventure that I'm going to go on first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see you soon. Um, but so he's basically holding Kay Capshaw captive, and she's just like, immediately, I don't like her. <laughs> immediately. And I never really like her in this entire movie. Oh, she is one-dimensional, shallow, oh my on gosh. another level. She, could she scream anymore? And could she scream, oh my God, anymore? Oh, like, the scream is good, though. It's a good scream, but... She's the best screamer of the three. I mean, she has less agency than the Nazi sympathizer, though. She does. Which, although I, I did look at 38... Was before the Nazis invaded Poland, so the world didn't know how bad the Nazis were in '38. No, but people who were probably over there, like, were starting to get the vibe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It'd be like being in the Proud Boys a year ago, you know? <laughs> like, hmm. like, like things are starting to like people are saying some things. I mean, maybe two years ago, like, hmm, probably maybe, two years ago, right? Um, like people are like saying some real weird, kind of wacky things, like, like you know. There are definitely some people probably moonwalked away from that situation. Were like, 
Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're burning some books. That feels a little extreme. Right. But yeah, I, I think some people started to know. I mean, definitely, definitely Indiana Jones. And because then he knows too. I mean, who, and we don't really have a foil like we do in the other ones too. Because we've got to usually have an other archaeologist. Right. Yeah, exactly. There, there's nobody, there's nobody that's his competition. In no. Then, and who just, they're all just uh, like players of fortune. You know, they'll, they'll go on either side to get whatever they want. They have no moral compass. And here he is, you know, trying to, to fight the good fight, so to speak, for whatever that is. Yeah, he's, this is the only one too where he, and we're jumping ahead a little bit, where he's trying to do something for a group of people. This is the only one of the Indiana Jones movies where him being involved actually changes how they like this is the only one where he actually influences the plot that's true really that the big hot take of indiana jones or the the raiders of the lost ark is that nothing different would have happened if he hadn't gotten involved and pretty much the same deal on the last crusade right that they end up like they the end Nazis up with the tried ark. to take the the, the 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 ark ends up killing all the nazis and buried and then the cup ends up killing all the nazis and buried <laughs> Right. There just probably was a little bit more destruction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got to like reconnect with his dad. That's the big. <laughs> that's the that's big... really what that story is all about. It's really a, a father son. It's, it's very like cast in the cradle <laughs> kind of allegory. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. So he Texas de Brazil's the guy. Right. And then just pandemonium <laughs> ensues. It's like we're on a dance floor. There's like dancing happening. People are running around. There's <laughs> this is it's good. It's good. I need to give that your due. Come like, on. I, that was, he like takes the flaming skewer of meat yes. and just whoop-bam. Which is exactly what we think happens is what happens when someone's carrying a plate of food and they're the guy with the plate of food, not the sword. We pretty much assume he stabs somebody. Yeah, if you're so. the Brazilian steakhouse guy <laughs> and you have the the spare ribs and you just have like a four uh, tongs. Or, or tongs instead of a sword, like there was a ceremony. Like you accidentally cut one of the patrons' ears off, and there was a ceremony. They broke your sword. <laughs> and, <laughs> like now, now you are shamed. Right, you have you have broken the gaucho code. <laughs> yes, I don't know how you, if you can ever earn a sword back. I don't know if there's a redemption arc there. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we, yeah, I don't, we, we may never know. No, it's it's a it's a it's a very sacred code. And I said, Indiana Jones has the best punch sounds. Always. Always, always. I mean, we were just watching the end of Crusade the other day. It's it the same just, punch sound. It's just, it is. It is so over the top and obnoxious. I wonder what Foley, what the Foley artist used to create that. I have that. no idea. Because it had, to, it, it has to be practical. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's so extreme. <laughs> and I said, like this next set piece this is like Three Stooges. I mean, they're chasing after the vial, chasing after the diamond. Things are getting kicked around, knocked around. He punches the cigarette girl. Right. <laughs> Then like ice falls and and berries like well all these different things fall. There are balloons that fall. <laughs> then ice falls and mixes in, and so chick can't find her diamond because she's just like she's like diamonds and just like money signs in her eyes like crazy. The eye of the peacock. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Later on, there have been some like journals or whatever the of, of indiana jones that have been released and yeah we find out that uh that short round when he 
finally got his doctorate that that's what he spent most of his life tracking down was the eye of the peacock oh okay <laughs> i like the idea of short run having a phd and being being an archaeologist following because that's the thing too we don't ever see him after this movie um and it seems like a relationship that's been built over time um it seems like one where i mean it seemed like he's really kind of mentor father figure for this kid where does he go they like send him to boarding school or something. I mean, we wouldn't even have a reference to him in Crusade. It would be nice if, if Crusade had mentioned that, like, oh yeah, he's at Oxford. Or right, could, could we have just gotten that? You know. Yeah, I mean, like it's like he didn't exist. Um. Yeah, I just like I have that. Miriam is like scrappy and pretty capable, and Kate Cashaw's a mess. No, she she is not. She <laughs> is just a hot fucking mess. Um. I mean, we, we, when we meet, you think about when we meet these women, uh, we meet Miriam doing a drink off in her own bar, like in the the Himalayas, right. <laughs> like a mountainside. And she's, she's, you know, out drinking slash conning these guys in her own bar, you know. And then, then we've got this woman, which no offense. I mean, I will say, I do have a note later on. And I, you were looking at your watch where we were probably running long because um, we're not even really in, <laughs> into anything yet. But I do have a note later on. She does keep her heels on the whole time, and I'm impressed. There we go. There we so, go. Moving on. So then we have them, the gong show, which I love that scene so much. And I don't know if you noticed, I mean, the gunshots when they're running the gong going. Right. They're like hiding it's, behind it's the kind gong. It's kind of its own kind of opening big rock rolling down the way and the gunshots like you can actually see the impact on the other side of the gong like they're actually, oh, no, there's actually more that. dense on it every every time they go back to that's it. a great so effect way to way to go them yeah and they jump through the uh through the awnings yes the, which I mean, mythbusters did it they'd have died <laughs> uh well you know <laughs> the, the magic of television yes 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 and they jump into madonna's car Pretty much, yes. This, I think this was the same model as her car in Dick Tracy. Oh, really? It just a little bit more like souped up in like, I think it was purple in yeah, Dick Tracy. Yeah. I uh, think both of these were built from the ground up. I think there were like 20 of these cars ever built. But. Got it. Yeah, so we got, sh- then we meet Short Round. He's driving. With the boxes taped to his feet. And he's just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, he's a super cute kid, obviously. Um, and without looking at the actor's name. I, I Kehoi Kwan. Kehoi Kwan. Also in Goonies, and and really um, was just recently in a twenty four movie. Um, is it Everything Everywhere? Is that what it's called? Something along those lines. Yeah, and it was return to acting. Which um, I'm very curious to see. Yeah, I mean, it looks at it's the movie's getting great reception, so hopefully that'll do. Good I think things it gets for him. dark at the end, but which makes means we'll probably not watch it. But you know, I don't know, but I mean, it, <laughs> it's. It, it, it's getting rave reviews, so hopefully that means good things for his career. Which is also we see when they're driving away that it's the club Obi-Wan, which just makes me so happy. I didn't even notice that. Yes. That's That's hilarious. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they're racing through the city. He's trying. So she grabs the anecdote and she's got it in her she dress. She grabs the anecdote. The antidote. <laughs> you said the anecdote. I did say the anecdote. She does Short not- round has an anecdote about. He does. No time for love, Doctor Jones. All right, I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, I knew that line. I'm like, wait, that's him. That's being referenced to him, like groping her, um, trying to get the. <laughs> the I, I have said that to you many, many a late night. I know. When I had to get up in the morning. And- I know. I know. Like, 
I don't I don't know that that's appropriate now. <laughs> but no, she has no anecdote. She has nothing funny or witty to say, I think, through the whole movie. So um So he's got his gun out and we get the Willem scream. Are you familiar with the sound effect? The, yes. Oh, kind of thing. Yes. When he shoots the guy with the Tommy gun. Yes. It's in every one of these movies and in like every Star Wars movie and Yeah, it's I forget where it originates, but... I think it's from some, like, jungle cereal from the 20s. I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a sound effect that comes that shows up everywhere. I don't have a note again until we're in the plane. I have... So Dan Aykroyd's in this picture? That's what I thought, too. Was it that Dan was Dan Aykroyd. Was it? Was I... 100% Dan Aykroyd. I'd never noticed that before. I mean, prove me wrong. We can go on IMDb. I, I thought it was. I thought that's what I was hearing, and then I was... But I kind of just glossed over it a little bit. But I did think that too. Yeah, absolutely. We need to check on that. How is Dan Aykroyd in Indiana Jones? And I just found out about it at 40 years old. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, doesn't ever talk about it. No, I have no idea. It must have just been like, come by the set one day and can you do a British accent? Like, not terribly well. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Not really terribly important. Really in Shanghai anyway. Right. And then just the nice try, Lao Shea. And they close the door. (laughs) Lao Shea cargo transport or whatever. Yes. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. More more henchmen laughing. Yes, 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 yes. And then the dun, 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 dun. Yeah, like a very, like, heroic fanfare even though we know he just <laughs> failed it, it that is a, i did think that was a funny moment like we're like flying off into the night and then into the sunset with with our whole fanfare the best of john williams's fanfare what do you think you think it's that you think it's the opening of star wars or you think it's uh jurassic park fanfare i think it's this one you think so i think that the jurassic park one it's beautiful and it's moving, but it's so much more. It doesn't have the gumption that this does, and like there's kind of the the spur to action that this yeah, one does. I think this one means more to me, but I think I, I gotta go just musically. I think I like the Jurassic Park one better. Oh, but- I think Jurassic Park is beautiful. Like I said, like it moves me to tears pretty much. If I like in any of the 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 future future movies, I'll say like not the original. I mean, that has, like, moved me when we've watched it. So I I absolutely think it's a beautiful piece of music. But just, like, the, you know, this means this. Like, this is so solid. And I guess for longer, too. Gotcha. And like I said, I haven't watched this movie in a long time. I was afraid we weren't going to get a map scene. Because oh, yeah. it's really kind of a two-location. There is They don't traipse across, across the globe. But we do get our map scene. We so. do get a map scene. Thank you. Yes. Thank, thank you for, for giving us that. So, yeah, then they're in the plane. Of course, they've been kind of hoodwinked and hijacked and they don't even really know it. And the pilots are creeping out where they're sleeping. They're going to jump out. But the fuel so- dump lever seems a little... Seems like that wouldn't be so prominent. I don't know. I know I- planes, you can dump the fuel. That's a thing. Like, if you're crashing, you want to dump the fuel so you don't explode. Mm-hmm. Which the plane then explodes. It did but- still explode. Yeah. Um, but... They still can't help themselves from laughing <laughs> as they're walking past, like, like so, like almost, almost snidely. Like, like, why isn't nobody twirling? Exactly, a mustache? that's it, all of these people should have been twirling mustaches um, before they jump out of the plane. Then, Kate Capshaw kind of wakes up 
and goes and looks and sees and just like, oh my, I, I don't think I can do it because I've been watching Friends all day. So I think it's just going <laughs> to sound like Janice. But uh, yeah, so they're, they're awake. There's no pilots. Like who's flying the plane? Like, can you fly? Like, no, can you? That was a good line. <laughs> I think I used to have a comic book of this. And she said, are we going to die? He's like, probably. <laughs> that's a good, that's a, a little, a good little addition to that. Yes. But the sound effect of the rotors stopping, I think is just a slowed down version of the hyperdrive of the Millennium Falcon not starting up. The sound effect. Okay. I, I Which would, might actually be the sound effect of a failing turbine. You know, that's the could be, could be. It's not the actual. The like, oh, like that sounds. They took the sound of the Millennium Falcon and slowed it down a little bit. I mean, they probably have that in the repertoire now, right. but probably they they probably created the sound for the Millennium Falcon. They probably just didn't fire the thing up and see what happens. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but so they got to figure out what they're gonna do. Um, Indy grabs a a raft, a life raft, mm-hmm. and they all just hold on and jump for it and just. Mythbusters did it. Didn't work. Doesn't, it doesn't work. I think that's the most they ever broke their crash test dummy. <laughs> Seems time. like that would be the case to me too. I mean, you're not just gonna gently. They didn't really gently float, but they they did float. And then we have every possible type of uh weather right there's snow i mean it's nice to see indy in the snow that's true i don't think we ever really get a i mean we get the himalayans but there's not a lot of no we're gonna see him going to to miriam's bar but that's it we don't really see him like bundled up and but he's not really bundled up in this either but um so yeah so uh i mean that's they go they go snow rapids She's wet. She's not happy about it. I, I, think I, I hate the water. I hate getting wet. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I relate. <laughs> I do relate to that. I do relate to that. There have been there. There's some legendary stories of people thinking it funny to get me wet, and it, let's just say it doesn't end well for them. <laughs> it doesn't end well for anybody, really. No, no. I'm. I. I. I will apologize and say, I am one of those people. Unfortunately. When I'm not having fun, a lot of other people aren't having fun. <laughs> really? Sorry. <laughs> I would have never guessed that about you. But moving on. Um, yeah, we just have like so many things happening. And then we get to we we have we get to the village and the On the way to the village though. She's still carrying her dress. I love that. She has her dress like the whole time almost. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, they grab their stuff. They take the time to grab their stuff before they jump out of the plane. They're... He says, short round, grab our stuff, like four times. He says he when does. they jump out of the plane, he says, like, he, he, every time they go, they're like, short round, grab our stuff. I mean, they're good at, <laughs> I guess, keeping it light and on the move. I guess so. That's, that's a, you know, part, part of doing the job. Got to be able to move quickly. Yeah. And then there's just like, we have a lot of, I mean, he obviously seems to know a lot about a lot of different cultures. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we hit we hit a lot of different things, and this, you know, he he knows about. First of all, he speaks Indian, and he 
understands and, and kind of understands the culture a little bit and what's happened historically in this region um, in terms of the the castle and Amaharaja and and all this kind of stuff that there's been you know it's been vacant for a long time and now things are moving forward and they came and stole stole a stone and now everything's been a catastrophe and they're attributing to that and basically they're kind of being kind of forced extorted to go and and get this stone yeah the the shivalinga they call it that he thinks is one of the shankara stones I might have accidentally looked up Shiva Linga and it, like it is like a sacred stone, but like in Sanskrit, it's also like kind of a tantric penis massage. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So the, yeah, apparently in Tantra, a penis and prostate massage is a, a lingam massage. And so, yeah. Okie doke. Ended up down that hole. I guess, I guess Shiva is very much a, um masculine representation while uh well, kali is very much a uh, feminine i don't know i don't know a lot about about indian uh i don't really either or... i mean i really don't especially a lot about indian gods and, and I, I mean you know worshiping kali kind of know from this and from gunga din gotcha gotcha but that's about it which are both probably horribly racist so uh, yeah i mean you have um what's oh man of course i just forgot it robert um the guy who's in the music man okay he's okay. gunga din gotcha gotcha so <laughs> i did later on i wrote like how do they find this many indian actors at this time and weren't using fisher stevens oh no <laughs> i mean it's true they they did find appropriate people for the uh, to be in this movie um so good on them for for doing that and not just kind of whitewashing it slash brown washing it mm-hmm. um but we have some very very strong right when they even come in this strong kind of like god savior type of reaction of just surrounding him and her just and touching him touching it yeah like and and we find out that they believe you know that they were sent from the sky to save them and so everything that's happened to them was because of their prayers and that's kind of scary <laughs> no pressure <laughs> i hate to say it but like you know they, these movies all sort of acknowledge that mythologies and religions have power in the in the area yes but i think more so than any of them this one acknowledges the power of of the religion and the prayers of the people. And like, maybe it did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, if we're living in this world, maybe they did cause all this. Maybe. I mean, yeah. They, they do influence a lot. And I think when they come back and we'll get to that, like, that was, that was kind of amazing, honestly. Like, what the eradication of this evil then did, just, just the fact that it, it – it was stopped. Mm-hmm. So it's always a risk putting a child actor in something like this. I mean, you know, you got Kehoi Kwan. He's in almost every scene. Yeah, he really and is. That, and then we get the child Maharaja. We've got this could have gone. This could have gone Phantom Menace. Mm, mm, okay. Yeah. Like, I wonder if Phantom Menace was like, well, we did the kid in that picture, so yeah. <laughs> the kid stays in the picture. That was, that was a big hit. Uh, let's 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 try it again. And like, oh no, it didn't work out this well. Oh no, 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 no. Then I just have bat. 
is the next thing <laughs> <Bat>. I have. <laughs> I have. Uh, fortune and glory, kid. I've said that to you many a time. You do say that, yes. So, yeah, you quote this movie a lot. But yeah, basically that's the idea that there are... And this is also something like, I'm not sure that they do a great job of like telling me why these things matter exactly. But we've got some stones. I think there are supposedly five. But it's almost so like... What's their sacred stone? Like when the stone was taken away, the crops dried up, the animals died, the the wells dried up, the, the stone so was keeping indep- their village independently, alive. Independently, yes. Like this is their sacred stone, but then also this group of people thinks that this sacred stone is even a more sacred stone, right? Is that kind of what we're led to believe? Yeah, I don't think that they, I think that they think it's just their sacred rock. And it's powerful, but I don't think they think it's like one of the five stones like the god Shiva gave of... to humans. To, right. No, I don't think they think that. So that's the interpretation why it's been taken. Um, but we don't really know what the what what's the mission. <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, other than just like evil conquering all what. We don't have anybody saying like, I will get this and I will get this. And like, yes, we have him talking about fortune and glory. Right. A little later, we have Mola Ram talking and it's like, oh, wow. Like that, that, I didn't catch that the last time I watched this or any time that I watched this before. Like they, they, they added some stakes that I don't think I really remembered being in this. Okay. I mean, maybe maybe they meant more to you as you heard them now, but they didn't seem to really mean anything to me. Gotcha. Gotcha. We can get a little bit more into that, but yeah. But so they're, they're riding on elephants. And of course, Willie's on her elephant backwards and the elephant stinks. And, and she's just but like. short run is a little elephant. He's a baby elephant. And it's like, come to America with me and join the circus. That hasn't aged maybe as well. No, probably not. He also says, you're my best friend. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> so cute. And she's pouring perfume all over the elephant. And the elephant dumps her and she gets wet again. And the elephant just keeps like molesting her basically throughout this whole movie. Is that Indy says, like, the biggest trouble with her is all the noise. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And he's saying that while literally there's a snake, there's an owl, there's a kimono dragon, there's a lion roaring, and she's just like, run this direction, run into something, scream. Run this direction, run into something, scream. Because they're scream. playing cards, and we can hear both things happen. We can hear, like, them right. talking, playing cards, just chit-chatting, and then we realize that, like... He thinks that Indy's cheating and then he might have been and then he catches him cheating and all this is going on all the same time while she's running and screaming and right. running and screaming like, and They don't care. They don't care. They're like, oh, there's this woman and there's like, you know, she's seeing every single creature and beast. Um, but then the elephant is like, like, quit it, quit it, quit it, uh-huh. quit it, quit it. And like, you should sleep closer to me. There's creepy crawlies out there. It's like, I'd be safer sleeping with a snake. And right there, because we know Indy, he hates the snake. The snake right. And she thinks it's the elephant. Just... <laughs> She's like, I told you to leave me alone. <laughs> that that's a that's a good scene. It is a good scene because we don't see him vulnerable. We see him compromised, but we don't really see him vulnerable in this movie any other time, really. Um. Yeah. Okay. This is where I have like, I was like, she's doing better in the heels than trying to chop him off, like romancing the stone. I still stand behind that. I think that that would be worse. Woman who knows how to walk in heels is going to do fine in heels. Just there we go. leave it be. <laughs> but then it says, the elephant, it puts its leg up so he can walk down it. It does. It's so cute. <laughs> it's like, here, let me like float you down. <laughs> and then when we come up, 
here's one place I wanted a little explanation. So they come up on some idols. There's some blood. Like their guides are freaking out. There's a bunch of fingers on them. There's a whole bunch of things there. And I'm like, could we just say like, this is. Like a, a statue of Kali. Like there's a bunch of human sacrifices here. There's fingers or whatever. Right. Because he knows what it is. And he says, don't come up here. And then the guys run away and they take the elephants and everything. And then he's like. felt like a bunch of bats should have like. Out of Out of one of the mouths or something. Something, yeah. A little bit more of a, like even more ominous. Because it was kind of hard to see exactly what we were looking at. It felt like it needed more, more explanation, more, more um, emphasis on what it was. Because. He just kind of says like, "All right, we're moving forward." Like, like, like to him, it's no big deal, right? And that seems like a pretty big deal. <laughs> I think he th- he realizes that this, the superstitious townsfolk are like they're gonna nope out big time, right? I mean, that'd be a no for me on the bats. Like when she's got the bat, like ah, <laughs> and the bats oh are just right, like, like no, I, I think I'm done at this point. But yeah, and so they're on their own now, but. I mean, it doesn't really try to explain the stakes. And I think that's part of the problem, too. Like, she doesn't know what the stakes are. And maybe she would act differently if she knew what the stakes were. And maybe that in their characterization of her and the way that they treated her in this plot, they don't give her the opportunity to be quiet or stealthy or add or do anything heroic when maybe she could if she knew i mean she should have got a chance to punch a guy or throw something at somebody she does punch a guy she punches who does she punch um she punches a couple people so she gets i don't know i feel like she should get a little more to do when things just start going crazy but also i will say in the characterization too she does not seem to catch on when shit gets real (laughs) like okay i can let's read the room right and maybe I should like tone it down and be like a little bit more aware of what's happening. But all that being said, I think a little bit of emphasis on like, hey, we're walking into something that is pretty ominous. This is, I don't know if I believe it, but this is what these people believe and this is what they're doing. We should probably be careful in what we say and what we do. And so they get to the to the palace or to the whatever it's called. The Is it palace or what was the... Yeah, they call it a castle. A castle. Okay. Whatever it was. But, but they go into town and the town is completely empty, which is kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's there. There's a prime minister. Which could have been played by Peter Sellers. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Like I was like, he basically is being Peter Sellers right now. And so we also find out like the British army is there. Yes. So it's like, good. There's a white man here to save the day. I, th- I'm sorry, but that's... I- I'm sure, like, British people have thought that about India for 700 years. Like, Probably As so. long as there's one white man with a mustache, like, we can save the day. <laughs> Just kind of... <laughs> I mean, and there's a little bit of that politicking going oh, on over dinner. Which I would have not caught any of that the last... I mean, I think we said it, I was probably... 14 the last time I saw this movie and it, it's good it's intense it's it's mm-hmm. it's some verbal back and forth yeah I mean about the you know pretty much anyone else that's a colony of the of the British is being are you know treated like petulant child you know and but at the same time like then, they're right in this one in this one this time they're right but <laughs> I mean but we don't know exactly why they want to dabble in this evil. Right. I really feel like 
12, 8 to 12 year old me, like my prime viewing of this movie was always like, come on, can we get to the Temple of Doom already? <laughs> and I feel like now I was like, this movie's the best before they get to the temple. Probably. Yeah. Uh, probably so. I, I agree. And as it and the grossness. Yeah. The feast is just gross. We have bugs, giant gross bugs. We have snakes that when you cut them open, other live snakes. Snake surprise. Blah, creepy crawly. And then, and like, I, like, I had bugs for lunch. Sorry. <laughs> and I mean, eyeball soup and monkey brains. and Yeah. Just. And the monkeys. They look, I don't know. It looks so weird. I don't, I don't know all of it, but yeah. So just gross. Everything's gross. Like, and, and, and you're right. Like it's probably a, a, in the concept of a foreign, um, and things are weird, but also too, we don't see you. Know, she's grossed out by potentially by the food in the village, but just cause she doesn't know what it is and it probably doesn't smell the way she thinks it should smell. I bet that stuff was delicious it though. Probably was I, I, pro- I would, I would eat that tomorrow. Like get, get me the village food. Yeah. 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 Um, but maybe, I maybe, think- t- maybe tone it down to like Caucasian spice, but. <laughs> um, but I think that this feast with all of these, like all of those things are supposed to then like things are twisted and like the, yeah, everybody, everything is off. I've seen an interview with the screenwriters who said that this was them playing a joke on the British people and the white people that that's not actually what they ate. Okay. I, it doesn't come off that way. In the no, filming. it doesn't. It, it doesn't. I don't think they do a good job as to like, why are we doing this? Other than we're just like, we're, yeah, we're, we're glossing over the fact that as if these are things that we eat, but I take from it more, not like, Hey, ha ha ha. Let's punish the British people for being here. Um, and more just like, we're just too twisted and gone to notice that this is not really what people eat. And like, then I, have it there's a joke here and i don't know what joke it is because i don't want to be insensitive but like is this like great here's how we got monkey pox or great here's how we got covid or great here's how we got AIDS, or great here's how there's there's a joke here and i don't know exactly what it is but i think we just you know we just have kate capshaw fainting you know (laughs) putting it putting it whatever on it but you have the quartet is jamming they're like the guy in the middle is just like yeah yeah get it get it and so we go to what i would have considered eight to twelve year old me to be the most boring part of the movie the back and forth the will they won't they which the 40 year old me like this is kind of steamy it's overt it is very over. Yeah, I have like he says nothing shocks me. I'm a scientist, first of all, which I thought you'd appreciate. Um, like mating rituals, and right? I mean, yeah, he's like you know yes. nocturnal activities, nocturnal activities, sexual. I mean, it's crazy, but also too, we don't we don't have enough banter for them yet for us to be here. We don't have enough like there. There's been nothing. Other than her coming out in, you know, in Indian garb, they've dressed her in and she looks beautiful. There's been nothing that she's done that that's kind of that moment of like, okay, maybe there's more to you than I think there is. Um, no. She's yeah, I, just, I think Indy needs more than just a pretty face. Yeah. I think that that's. And we do get to see her brush her hair out here. I do not think this is 1935 hair. Oh, the big like curly crazy hair. Yeah, like just her, what I guess her natural hair. But 1935 hair, 1935 hair to always, like, all the hair is so 
over-processed to get hair to be what what we thought beautiful hair was. I'm not even oh, really sure. Oh, so if sure. we had kind of done a blowout, it might have looked like that? <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, there's so many pomades and, <laughs> like, actual irons and, and things happening to make hair look like hair in the 30s and 40s. So I just have, like, so many games. Like, like she's mad and I think this plays better later with Elsa. As this seemed like a rough draft for that scene. Yes, and because that one, that one plays, that one plays completely. When you know what he's like, I hate what I, we, I don't we, like fast women, and like I, and hate, I hate arrogant men. men. And he kisses her. How dare you kiss me? And then kisses him right back. Right. There's a lot of like protesting that is foreplay with him, which is like. Eh. <laughs> It's problematic, probably, but also, yeah, like, it, it's confusing. It's confusing of, like, when it hit in my life and all those things, too. But um, there's, but there's no, like, it's just kind of getting sexy, kind of getting sexy. Then he's like, well, um, you know, closing the door. We'll see, you know, I forget what he says, but just basically assuming they're going to sleep together. And she's pissed. I'm like, um, I would have thought you guys were sleeping together based on what you just said. So right. I don't, I think that. But she thinks she's got him. And she kind of does. Because oh, she, she like jumps up on the bed. She's like, like posing and watching the clock. And and then he's getting strangled by thuggies. Right, right. Exactly. Like So they're like, basically, they both give themselves like an ultimatum. Like, you'll be back in five minutes. And like, you'll come get me in five minutes. And they're looking at the clock like five minutes, four and a half minutes. And the line is he's this the life is leaving his eyes he's like this is, i'm the one that slipped through your fingers as he's like clawing <laughs> at the door and clawing at the garage exactly so don't know why we've got an assassin though not super clear why uh, the prime minister knew something was up he he knew the the jig was up and he, the indiana jones would ask too many questions and the the army would look into things and start poking at things and find the million child slaves and well but wouldn't the army start poking into things if indiana jones disappears and is dead if the three of them disappear like no they just went off to delhi i guess maybe i don't know we, we should have had a little bit of an exploit like we should have had a plotting moment okay i gotcha just a little bit of a plotting moment um to say why because no, someone should have gone after her too uh, i'm sure he, she was next i guess so i guess so but so they're not. They're, he's not successful. He gets whoop, 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 up into the fan by the whip. Because um, I said that fan is really well mounted. It is. I don't feel like any of the fans that we have would would hang no. someone from. I mean, I'm, no, no. I'm a little worried to turn them on high sometimes. They <laughs> 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 start getting a little. <laughs> right, right, right. Um. Yeah, that's what I have. Like, sorry, I got to turn the page. Next thing I have is kind of groping Hindu gods. Yeah, I just have um going into this dark passage seems ill advised. <laughs> we don't what what are we looking for? What are we going for? Who's gonna be there? Like you just got attacked, like seems seems ill advised, especially like just with a matchbook. Um that's all we got. I love like the first thing he does like short run say that don't touch anything he just immediately touches something. he does <laughs> like a bunch of dead bodies right and so of course like we're going through we got crazy bugs and grossness then we've got trip like sounds like we're stepping on fortune cookies yes Ew, yeah um trip 
trip whatever's in the floor so it closes them off and then uh, he tells short round just go stand over by the the wall and he leans and activates the ceiling closing and but somehow even though we have a few minutes of them walking she can still hear them down the passage and he trusts her enough for her to come get it doesn't play. We have not seen anything that says she would be able, she would make it to where they are. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, can we have a brief interlude here? Sure. The scene. I have a vivid memory of sitting around a campfire at uh, RA camp. I don't know if RA's that goes to anybody. It's a kind of like the church boy scouts. Mm-hmm. And the leader kind of like, okay, let's like everybody tell me like what's the scariest thing you've ever seen in a movie, and everyone, all the guys, like, oh yeah, like Nightmare on Elm Street where they, like slice that guy up who was so bloody and gross, or like Silence of the Lambs, he sliced the guy open, it was so bloody and gross, and I really thought like I think there's more to fear than bloody and gross. Yeah, the tension, the and tension of like is is death. Or doom imminent. And I said that this scene, the having to, you know, walk through the bug, like knowing that your family, your friends are going to die if you don't do something that just revolts you on a on a visceral human level. And then, you know, later on the sacrifice that just the knowledge of impending death and the what humans are capable of. And of course everyone's like, eh, whatever, sex afraid of bugs. <laughs> of course. I mean, of course, the, the end of the story was like, okay, yeah, but that's... So imagine that the scariest thing you could ever think of. It has a thousand times scarier, and that's where gays and sinners are going to go. You know, and so that's... Like, you're in hell. <laughs> Which was the point of the of the campfire ghost stories. The tagline, the like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, that was scary. That was gross. But, but then, like, because it was... I'm sure it didn't say gays and skinner, sinners. I'm sure there was something that was included, though. But then one of the guys looked at me like, oh, you're scared of bugs. You might be gay. Like, come on, guys. Like, can we be better people? Even at 12. I'm sorry. 12 people, 12 year old people should know better. I know. I think the worst humans on the face of the <laughs> earth are 12 year olds. <laughs> 12 year olds, like, know just enough and absolutely nothing. <laughs> He yeah. said the spikes might be a little overkill. The spikes are overkill, but also like a little bit of like, I agree with you. This is a very scary thing. I mean, you know, like the thing that scares me the most are like, what are are people? What's the evil that people are capable of um, is really what gets under my skin and are probably movies I'm going to avoid. But also, I don't think she knows that where she's going or what she's doing is to actually prevent someone you care about from dying. <laughs> she's just like, hold on a second. Oh, I cracked my nail. Well, oh, like, There's two dead people in here. Like, there's going to be two dead people in here. I mean, he keeps saying that. He's like, we're going to die. And she's just like, ah. And then I she's, don't like, know. she's like, put your hand in the dark hole. And she does, and then it's like, like, not that hole. <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> I mean, I just think of and something we watched together recently that you hadn't seen with um, Roman Holiday, mm, like yes. the the thing of like putting your your hand in like the I don't know if it's supposed to be a god, but it's like a a statue, and you know that potentially you know you might get your arm bitten <laughs> off. Anytime there's like a a dark hole in a movie, I kind of assume that that's always on the table. Gotcha, gotcha. 
But so she saves the day. Yes. And this is where I have like, yeah, the action scene is very pulp, like very like close ended moving forward. Yeah. Like we're not going to have a call back to this. But of course, then she does, you know, lean on the thing again. And, and start the whole thing, the whole, whole process, process over again. again. They have to jump through. And then the hat grab. Yes. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I don't know if we have a fanfare at that moment, but no. it seems like we should. Uh, the last crusade could have used a hat grab. Um, the hat blows back up. It after does you, blow back to him. We don't have it. And we have the, you lost kid. Doesn't mean you have to like it. So we have the first, hat, but we'd never have the hat grab in the last crusade. That's true. That's true. So, hour and 10 minutes in and we're, just getting to the Temple of Doom. <laughs> right. There's a lot of people, a lot of people on their knees. It's weird. Um, cool set. I'm curious as to whether that's all one set or if it's... It seems it, like one if set. If it's a foreground set and a background set, and maybe it's a matte painting for part of it, but it, it feels like it's one set. I want to know what soundstage this is on and like what else was filmed there. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very intricate. Yeah, we've got Kali worship. We've got all these things going on. But Why? Why are we like? Because we 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 set the stage that this was happening a hundred years ago, this, and it, it was eradicated somehow. We don't know how. We don't know how the the evil was wiped out, and there was no one in the castle, i.e., no one in the temple, and we don't know who stopped it, who saved the day before. We don't know why it's starting again now. What are they trying to accomplish? Is it world? I mean, we know that with the Nazis, Mm -hmm. it's world domination. Right. They want, they see these as tools, these artifacts, the grail, the ark. um, And they're not discerning. They're like, we want all the artifacts from every type of religion. We just are focusing on these right now because we want, we're gonna we're gonna hedge all our bets. If one all, of these things we're get work, all the powers. All exactly. The powers. If one of these things works, we want to have it because we want ultimate power. I mean, ultimately, what they find is that the most effective thing for them is meth. But <laughs> other than that, um, you know, they're that's what their goal is. But I don't know what the goal is outside of. Is it to, to destroy all these other villages? I think you were you were petting a cat because he completely like lays out the goal later really on. yeah Molaran when he's when he's feeding indy the blood of kali i mean i he's like you know first we will find the five stones then we will we will we will take over the village we will take over this area we'll take over the palace we will defeat the british we will kill the indian gods we will kill the christian gods and we will conquer the earth okay i did hear him say something about the christian gods okay so they think but isn't Kali an Indian god too? Like, I think there. Yes, I, I think this is a pretty non woke view of Indian traditions. I mean, the Thuggies were real. This is a real group. Yes. I think they were highwaymen. They were not. And when the British started executing them all, they kind of said that oh, like they were killing people like as a sacrifice to Kali. But I, I don't think. I think that was just an excuse. I think they were Got just highwaymen trying to rob people. Okay. Okay. And I think a third of them were Muslim, so. Okay. Okay. Maybe I can go deeper on the thuggy for the. All right. For- I mean, it's very likely that I was petting a cat and it was just like, just gro- more gross stuff is happening <laughs> at this point. So, of course, we have the heart ripping. We have the heart ripping. I did not realize that. You know, it seems like the heart ripping is it. I did not realize that this person stayed alive. 
Like that was part of the the magic of it all. There's a lava whirlpool. Yes. I think that heavy metal album covers could use a few more lava whirlpools. Fair. I, you don't see, I don't know if I've ever seen a lava whirlpool on a heavy metal album cover, but get on that. It makes total sense. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe that, that, uh, that Russian band, uh, the one that the guy with the frozen pool who like. My new band is called Sizzkill. Yes. Okay. Sizzkill, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't seen that video, look it up. Uh, he jumps into a frozen pool and basically breaks his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and head. And arm. Like, he breaks things. everything, but he breaks his ass first. Right. Yeah. First first point of contact. Um, it's like He's holding that heart and the heart it catches on fire. It's like, that would have to burn your hand. He must have a really strong hand that is impervious to fire and pain. Hold on to that thought. Okay. Holding on to that thought. Then I have... Because then he's, he's describing the stone. So they, they put the three stones. They're lighting up. And Indy is saying, well, they're lighting up because the diamonds inside. She goes, diamonds? diamonds? <laughs> and I have, the blondes are brought to doom by their greed. The blondes in yeah, this series, yeah. the blondes of the series are are not to be trusted. They have shiny things in their eyes or... Fortune and glory in their eyes. Marion doesn't give a damn about your fortune and glory. Nope. Nope, she doesn't. Um, <laughs> not at all. But she does do a, are you crazy? <laughs> Which it doesn't play as well as it does, again, you know, our outline for the conversation with Elsa, like, of the boats. Go between them? <laughs> are you crazy? So the chant keeps going. There yes. are female voices in that chant. There are no females. Like, no. And then I said, like, I think ladies could rip a heart out just as well as a man. Oh, good. L- for- can we get some some lady representation in the thuggy cult? Sure, I'm sure there's some rules against it. I I, I don't know. I mean, you have to be double jointed. As I was just saying, like, like Molaram, like, wh- where are the women? Like, let's let let the women do, let the women do the work. <laughs> I'm can sure that's we- exactly what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, let, let let's let some ladies rip some hearts. Sorry, I just. I just made an Ed Wood. Uh, <laughs> you have to be double jointed. <laughs> you gloss right over it. <laughs> the heart ripping scene. Quick aside, Clerks, the animated series. Uh-huh. There's a heart ripping scene, and of course Jay's like, "Yeah, rip his heart out." <laughs> and the guy's like, "Well, now you've ruined it." He puts the heart back in. He's <laughs> like, "Thanks a bunch. Get them." <laughs> he just like gets so bummed out that the, the, the atmosphere of the sacrifice got ruined. He puts it back in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's pretty terrifying like again like then we got this guy like he seems to be unwilling where did he come from it seems like there'll be plenty of people in the peanut gallery in the back that'd be willing mm. to be part of this right i mean they are part of his purpose i feel like he's one of the peanut gallery but he's like oh oh now i feel like the blood's starting to wear off what is like got it well because we don't know about that yet right it's super gross Ugh. Ugh. But yeah, th- this is pretty terrible. I mean, guy's still alive, and he's like burnt alive to to nothingness, and they bring the cage back up. I think that and... cage would be toast. Huh? I think that cage would be toast. Yeah, it's a really high metals. Like, what what's that made out of? I don't know. They got real close to the lava. Oh yeah, for sure. I just said that the Shankara stone effect was not meant to be seen in HD. No, it wasn't. But I do also have like even the. Indy falls into his own thing because Indy does get blinded mm-hmm. by whatever it is 
in every single thing too. He kind of forgets himself and what his mission is and he's blinded by the gold of it. He's blinded by the awe of it. Um, but and- I've told you this line many times. Like, you're going to get killed after your damn fortune and glory. Maybe. <laughs> but not today. But not today. Um, so he seals them. Or he tries to. And then everybody gets caught. You totally jumped. I did I jump. I was wait, Yo, you so jumped. I did. I said I did jump. Okay, okay. Yes. Yes, I did. I did jump. Um, and then but I was like, how many ceremonies do we need? Like, <laughs> how often do we actually do this? I know we just got new people and it's going to be fun. Let's let's go ahead and like ruin, you know, but really we're, do, we're, we're doing this again already. <laughs> Kelly is pretty, pretty greedy. I said, let me tell you about a babe. <laughs> what babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of the voodoo. Voodoo. I don't think there's voodoo dolls. I don't think so in in Indian. I don't think so. Religious cultures. I I would agree that you are probably correct. <laughs> I don't have I don't have a lot of notes going forward, so I have. Yeah, that- I, 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 was, I was watching the movie. I I the action set pieces in this were great. They 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 really were. I mean, it it did keep moving. There was a lot of things happening, but we do have. Um, the kid tells us because this one kid tells us like you drink the blood, basically you're you're kind of a zombie, right? Is kind of the idea. But then he, so he's evil Indy. He doesn't have a goatee, but he's evil Indy, right? He's shirtless Indy. Yes, not bad, not bad. <laughs> Dig it. He gets whipped pretty good though. He does, and he's pretty. I'm surprised we never like Last Crusade. We never really oh, did. We ever get a chance to see him shirtless in Last Crusade because you know his. Chin scar is such a iconic character. Hmm. Um. I don't think we do in Last Crusade. I don't think so. Mm. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Because you know, then we, you know, he's sacrificing Willie. He smacks Short Round, which is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And like, you were my best friend. I was like, I think the elephant was your best friend. Like, you, you got to choose one kid. Stick with the elephant. <laughs> yeah, it, but it, it, but that's the thing. We, we go through this moment, and it's like we resolve it. And like burning somebody with a torch in the chest because it works on the Maharaja and on uh-huh. on Indy. Like at some point, like we need to come up with this is a weakness. We need to like maybe not have any torches around or well, this is, there's only torches. I'm sure this is <laughs> happening all the time. You're like, gotta redraw like. Get the blood. Yeah. Get the blood. Get the blood. Get the blood. Like he burned his finger. <laughs> <laughs> he touched the hot pot. Somebody get the get the gross head. Oh, that's so, it's so can... gross. I'm um, just like diseases. I mean, that's what it seems like. It's probably if, if we were to really break this down. So I've been listening to a lot of um, Patricia Cornwell, Dr. K. Scarpetta books. Um, and it feels like to me there's probably something slash michael Crichton, if you think about it like some something that we find that like really is actually boils down to a fungus or some oh, sort God. of like some sort of like brain eating amoeba exactly or exactly it seems exactly what this is the fact that it's just housed in this head like that's really what's <laughs> happening we have some sort of chemical reaction that's happening that is that is bringing people into these stupors or malleable or whatever it's not <laughs> It's it's explainable through science and forensics. They're just really, really stoned. I mean, you know. <laughs> Something to that effect. Yeah. So Indy snapped out and he's fighting off the cult. 
the prime minister shows up with a knife. Lots of people show up with yeah. knives. Yeah. But he gets like thrown onto the, like he's going to have a sore chest in the morning. <laughs> in the, we see him crawling away. I just assumed he was dead. But like, like later shot, we see him crawling away. That's true. He's, he's very defeated. He's like <laughs> going back to, to write his hit song, Alone in My Principles. And so he saves Willie. Big hug. Like, don't hug someone that tight that just got whipped on their back. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't react. Um, it seems like the kind of thing Indy would do. Yeah, he, he would. would he would kind of wince because, yeah, we have a very, like, sexy, wincy scene uh, <laughs> in Raiders. <laughs> and so I don't have much. Pretty much the next thing I've got is the, the fight scene with the big guy. Which is 100% the fight scene with the big German with the plane. Yeah, exactly. It's the same kind of guy. Just, we don't have this in Lost Crusade. I Not really. really. We don't miss. have the we don't have the David and Goliath no. kind of situation. But like he, he hits him with the hammer, he grabs the hammer, he just throws it over his shoulder and it boop one of the guys in the back. <laughs> the slapstick in this worked for me. Maybe it's cuz I saw it the first time as a kid. I don't know. But every every one of the slapstick bits just 100% worked for me. <laughs> There's a lot of them. I mean, and and that's fun some, and we, we see a little bit more of it a little later on, And but it it is a little wacky. Like, sometimes I'm like, I'm not sure how serious I'm supposed to take this, because right. the stakes are, like I said, not, they're defined, but not clearly defined, and in that, is this a comedy, is it not a comedy? It seems like it shouldn't be. Right. It seems like it has comedic elements. It's but... bloody and gross enough that it, it shouldn't be funny. Like that's the. I don't think you can do some of the gory stuff they did and the humor. And I think a lot of people had problems with that. And I think that's why this movie does not created PG thirteen. PG thirteen, and then also like does not hold the same. Does it hold the same cachet as the other two? I, I guess I haven't watched it since it first came out of yet, but I loved it today. I, I had a blast. So I, I, I remember it was much better than I remember it being. So I don't know. Um, but the the big rock crusher, which is kind of like a reverse boulder with the conveyor belt. Right, right, right. And then, of course, you know, Willie's the fact punch it. Uh, I the, hate that. Really? I wrote that down. I was like, I hate because Short Run does it too. I, I loved it. <laughs> like the, the mimicking, like. I loved it. Like, I'll give him a this and a this and nah. I don't like it. Okay. Like, get in there. There's enough enough to go around. <laughs> You're gonna expend the energy. Go punch somebody yourself. Um, yeah. So then I have, we had the food, the voodoo doll. So he's trying to do that, and we've got the Maharaja, which I guess I didn't realize until I didn't realize until he burned him. Oh, that he was. He just thought he was a bad dude. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's in charge, but not in charge. I mean, he's kind of a. A symbol, I guess. Right, but, right. But yeah, so he's stabbing a voodoo doll of Indy, which they use before to get Indy to take the the bad blood. Um, you know, hashtag Taylor Swift. But <laughs> um, but so he's stabbing him. So he's trying to fight, and he's getting stabbed, and you know, reacting. It's some it's some good reaction. Some some good good acting on that. Um. And then short round sees it, goes up, and he's fighting with him. So we got back and forth and back and forth. And then, yeah, he burns him. So he shakes him out. And even, like, slightly before that, when they at least – because I think they've already gotten keys. Or maybe it's like – I don't know. 
Um, but they get all the keys and we have that savior scenes again mm-hmm. of all the kids swarming him and Kate Capshaw and short round with the keys, like trying to unlock them. And I guess that's good. It's good that they're unlocking kids, but at the same time, like, should we be having this like white savior kind of situation happening in both of these instances? I don't know. Next I have is mine carts. Keep your hands and all articles inside the car. Thank you for writing. If you lift your hands, you'll have like, is this just basically the beginning of getting on a roller coaster? Why is this not a ride? Where are the rights to this? We watched it. It's on Showtime. It's not on Disney Plus. So maybe Disney doesn't own the rights. They used to have in Disney Parks, an Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. Yeah, they did. Where are the rights to this? And why is this not a ride? Why do we have a runaway minecart ride that's the seven dwarfs? Nobody gives a crap about the seven dwarfs. Put Indiana Jones in it. Like, I, this is a ride. I, I need this to be like, what's happening? A hundred percent. That's what I wrote down. Yeah, like the you know, as as everybody gets on because everybody gets on just like they're getting on a ride. Exactly. The like cars kind of, are like already kind of moving. They're moving. They file in. Like <laughs> they have a moving sidewalk beside it. Exactly. And... Exactly. I had no idea. I remember going on a tour of a coal mine much later in life and seeing mine carts and thinking, oh, obviously they have something that they're used for besides. Riding around on a roller coaster and escaping from cults. Like, that, that's obviously not their intended purpose, but I just never took the time to really think about what that was. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's to move things that are, move rocks, really, more <laughs> than people. Um, And then I just have, like, could she say, oh, my God, one more time? And those tracks are pretty close to the lava. And there's a lot of sharp curves and, and it's jumps. Crazy. I mean, I... I don't think whoever designed this was really thinking about the proper layout of mines. Uh, no. Or They're it, definitely not concerned like OSHA standards. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They're like, eh, you know, lost another one. Like, if you want to get out, you must take the left tunnel. <laughs> like, immediately go down the right tunnel. Of course. Of course. So, like, I wonder, like, what happens to the left tunnel? It's just like we, like, slowly come to a stop. Everybody jumps out. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> Go back up to the surface. And <laughs> like, there's lots of white people and Brits there. I don't know. So I don't have really any notes during the whole bridge scene. Well, I have, you know, they, they chop down the reservoir to send water after. Right. Him. And then the, you know, like break, break. And the break breaks. <laughs> and but then he gets out and gets his feet on it. They do. But even then, they have drastically slowed down already. Like, as they're, like, you can tell. We've been, we've been moving pretty fast. And we've also, the effects have made it look like they're moving pretty fast. But they are, and she's like, we're going too fast. I'm like, you're going absolutely the slowest you've been going for the last, <laughs> like, three minutes. But, of course, his feet are on fire. Water, water, water. <laughs> the water comes. It looked so um, Clash of the Titans. Yes, Like, yes. the way that the water flowed and the effect of that. So, yeah. So, we, we get to the bridge. Mm-hmm. There's crocodiles or alligators or something down below. Do you know the difference between a crocodile and an alligator? I mean, other than one we'll see you later and one we'll see That's, you after yeah, a while. Say, like it's, you know, the, the, the all have to do with the shape of their head. You know, it's when they're leaving, yes. you look at the shape of their head and try to figure out if they're going to see you after a while or later. <laughs> sorry, I ruined your joke. I know. Sorry. It wasn't a good joke. So <laughs> you ruined a terrible joke. How does that make you feel? Um, I don't know. You know, they're like no one won. <laughs> I actually think that 
Patrick Hines says that all the time. He asks Jillian and she forgets. That's what he's asking all the time. I think that's a thing on True Crime Obsessed. <laughs> but so they're running away from the cult. Indy has this two guys, two guys with swords. Right. And he goes for his holster. He's good. He's like, cause you can see like he exhales like, <laughs> God. It was so, you're like, he's going to shoot him. And they're like, no gun. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No gun, he can't. So he's got to. He's got to fight. He's fighting one from the back. Like he's in back of one, kind of doing that. Like I'm gonna be your arms and stuff pies <laughs> in your face, kind of game that we played at youth trips. But so he beats one of them up, and he's like chasing the other one with a sword. Very Han Solo moment. Mm. He goes over the over the ridge, chasing the one guy, and then there's a thousand guys <laughs> coming <laughs> back at him. And then, I, so yeah, the, the image of him on the bridge is probably the most iconic image I have of him in my brain. Really? Okay. Yeah. And he's holding the stones over. And that's that's a great line. The Mullah Ram says, drop them. They will be found. You won't. Mm-hmm. I love that. They're like, we're going to spend a century digging for these things. Like we don't care. It, it's... We're, it's, we're, we're in we it have, for the long game. The, we have all the time and all the free labor in the world. We're in it for a long game. Yeah. <laughs> and then, hang on, lady, we're going for a ride. That's another one. I, do, it's like everything that I quote to you, <laughs> short round. a lot. Yes, there's a lot of short round quotes. And she goes, oh, my God. I mean, I was eight when I saw this. He was 12. This was. Oh, yeah. And then he was in the Goonies. And, I mean, he's he's a he's mega. He's very quotable. He's very quotable. And he's a mega kid megastar really um yeah i mean i i hope he becomes a megastar now yes yes and so they go for a ride he chops down the bridge cool shot cool scene shot. cool idea they're climbing the bridge they're throwing thuggies at him trying to knock him off and then i honestly i got a little I don't remember. I don't. I would have known who Shiva was the last time I read this or I watched this, really. But you know, he's telling you, you betrayed Shiva. That 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 hit me more than I it ever has. And so the stones start to start to help him out. Mm-hmm. But Moram grabs a stone, and it burns his hand. Haven't we established that this that his hand is impervious to fire? Well, that was just fire. Okay. Okay. This is like. This is like God stuff. Like this is, you know, this is supernatural. So, yes. I mean, not this is all not bef- not before he tries to pull Indy's heart, heart out. out. Yeah, it's like cover your heart, cover your heart. <laughs> Weird. But even even after he like pushes him away, he's like, "Oh, like it like it was on its way to the surface." It's crazy. And so yes, yeah, so Mola goes goes off the whatever they're still they're shooting at him with arrows across the str- across the street across the whatever the stream uh-huh and then and i have the british are coming <laughs> of course they are i said woohoo the british empire the saviors to all the savages white people in general save the day for the pesky savages again oh my gosh it's crazy i please don't isolate that <laughs> yeah like this is dripping with irony and dripping with sarcasm some women are dripping in diamonds. Sorry. <laughs> I think the one note that I skipped over on this was 
apparently, and I've heard this, like read this from interviews and stuff. I don't, I don't even know if the footage exists, but I guess when he was strapped up about to drink the blood, he like was actually restrained. And Barbara Streisand shows up in a dominatrix outfit with a whip to like, <laughs> play a prank on him because they were filming a movie together at the time. And then I guess Carrie Fisher was there on set too. What? Yes. Like awkward. <laughs> so I have to see if that maybe that footage exists somewhere. Like, oh my god! Like Lawrence Kasdan, the writer of Empire Strikes Back, like Stephen, like what kind of set you running here? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's crazy. But yeah, so we're back on elephants, headed out. Willie's get sprayed with water again. Of course. The, I mean, beautiful scene of them walking to the village and the children. Well, even before that, home. the village is colorful. Yeah. The the village is, is full of color again. And I hadn't even really noticed the lack of it mm. the first time. I mean, it's just, it's a poor village. Like, you kind of don't think about what they've lost. And then they come, and it's it's automatically already been restored because the evil's been destroyed. I kind of think of, like, their farm probably looked like Clint Eastwood's farm in Unforgiven before. You know, I, I don't think I realized it was colors. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. But also what, what I loved a little bit was, the yes, the stones, you know, Shiva came that's our that's our super really our supernatural moment i think you know because indy has like kind of a a reckoning with god um and you know he has to kind of think about his faith for a moment he doesn't really reflect on it too much um but we only hold on to the one stone we need Mm -hmm. the other two are are lost again they fall um, he only has the one that he has basically promised to return because that's all that really matters right now. Like they don't need to be together. They're too powerful to be united. But yeah, so we're back at the village and I, I agree. Yeah. I got a little teary eyed with the, with the children running up and everyone reacting to, to their children and seeing their children and, and grabbing their children. And, you know, I don't feel like we have a moment anything like that in the other two. No, I think that that's the thing. This is the one movie that he's in that he actually does something. Like that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every other he every other time other people's lives. Yeah, every every other time like whatever he does is like immediately just becomes a secret and no one will ever know the difference and I think that's maybe one of the key character traits that he has is that he can tell stories, if but nobody will care, you know? <laughs> like it, Right. It'll just sound like the ravings of a nutter. This is the one time where he is a hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then I just have lots of protesting as foreplay is the last thing I have written. Because we have the same thing. I feel like if you're going to, like, have some banter, have some banter. But we have some very hot and cold. It's like neither one of them, or definitely her, but... Neither one of them really know how to do this correctly. They need to like sit down all and watch a Cary Grant movie together and figure <laughs> out what it's all about. The whip around the waist was pretty hot. I guess. But yeah, also so it was, but she was walking away and storming away. And yes, I know we're supposed to believe that she was doing that, like basically kind of like come after me. But there was no tone there of come after me. So... <laughs> Yes, it was, but also, you know, in 
in a world we live in of and, and not to say I'm against this and saying it's a bad thing that we're in the world of consent that we live in. This does not pass the okay, test. It does not pass. Uh, no, none of their interactions pass the test in this particular movie. No. But I, I think I, I don't I don't know who's encroach. They're, they're both encroaching. Uh, it, it both. They're both. Yeah. They both see are. I guess that's maybe that is the consent that they're both encroaching on each other's boundaries. <laughs> but I don't know. So that's that's the movie. That's it. Dun 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 I I love this movie. I remember thinking, well, I mean, maybe just because I've seen Kingdom of a Crystal Skull since I last saw this movie and I realize what an abomination they can be. So I don't, but I'm also, I don't think, well, actually, I'm going to take that whole back. Rewind. Um, because I feel like I'm a Batman v Superman apologist because first of all, like I don't care about the lore. I don't care about all of it. It's like, it's just a movie and it's fun and it has, it has some dumb parts, but a lot of movies have a lot of dumb parts, but you just enjoy it for what it is. I am very attached to this franchise. It is very important. I mean, now this one, you know, I had not seen, but I don't feel like it changes the way I feel about the franchise. Um, and, I was excited to see a new Indiana Jones movie. Was it as great as it could be? No. Was it going to be? No. He's a lot older. He can't do the stunts that he was going to do. They tried to bring someone in younger to kind of offset that. They chose poorly um, to to quote. And they brought in Fonzie. I mean, they were the. But it was the 1950s. We're I moving guess. forward with the story. We are moving into the appropriate era of him being that age and him having a son at that age. And so that's what the youths are doing at that time, are kind of thinking they're cool greasers. And so that works. And that's also part of the lore of the time, like the UFOs and all of that kind of pieces are like what people are afraid of. And I feel like it does its job in doing what, you know, radiation and, and we already passed, you know, atomic bombs and, and all of that stuff at this time. And so, yeah, it it is it is more similar to this, to Temple of Doom than it is to one and three. And just being, it is pulp. It is 100% pulp. It does not have the teeth I think, or like maybe, but the set pieces are very isolated in the same way. Um, and it just, it, it tells a story. It's, it's fantastical. Like maybe it's a little overrun with special effects. And, and the, these, these are better for not having the same level of, you know, CGI that that one does, but it was fine. What did you? What did we? What did everybody expect? I don't know. The projector broke during the movie, and we got a phone call that my mentor had passed away. And I still feel like that was the second worst thing that happened that day. That's hyperbolic, to say the least. But I mean, it was it was never going to be the best Indiana Jones movie no, you've ever seen. There's no. no way it was going to be your least favorite Indiana Jones movie, most likely. So, and the next one, who the hell knows? I don't know. I mean, it, 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 is Indiana Jones going to go to Woodstock? I don't know. He could. It works in the timeline. Is that earring going to make a, an appearance? It could. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I just, 
with the opening credits of is he gonna Science save Theater. us if is, is he gonna save us from the the manson clan i feel like the opening credits of mystery science theater 3000 when they're like looking through the credits like shatner 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 okay he's not in this one we're safe i kind of feel that way about george lucas now <laughs> like, <looking through> the <laughs> credits. like he was one of the greatest story treasure house of stories for a decade and that's about it a treasure house of stories for about a decade and someone who changed the process of independent filmmaking and of filmmaking technology and is maybe the most important person in the history of film and film technology but it comes to stories he wrote a few good stories for about 10 years and was never really good, very good at writing scripts <laughs> never really very good at directing I mean, some people don't know when to quit. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm surprised Harrison Ford doesn't know when to quit. I mean, he seems ready to quit every single minute of every (laughs) single day. He seems like he quit 20 years ago. He does. But, except for, oh my gosh, there is, so, Graham Norton, um, British kind of talk show host, um, interviews a lot of celebrities. I I went through a huge couple of years of a lot of rabbit holes of watching Graham Norton, like, clips. But there's one, I don't know why they're on the same show, but it's uh, it's Harrison Ford and Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh-huh. And Benedict Cumberbatch does a Chewbacca impression that just like simultaneously impresses, surprises, and just like the wonder and surprise on Harrison Ford's face as if like... Like his old friend is back. Exactly. Like <laughs> like he was going to respond also in Wookiee is just the most emotive response I've seen of, of Harrison Ford in an interview, maybe ever, but definitely in the last 20 years. It's great. All right. We're running along, babe. What else you got? That's it. I got it. All right. So I think we've done Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade or and the Temple of Doom. Uh-huh. And so final thoughts? It was fun. It was enjoyable. It's not my favorite. I mean, but it's not going to be. Same thing. Like, it's, I think, reference and time and is all of those things. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it was enjoyable. It, it was definitely, I can see it being a continuation slash prequel uh, to, to what I know and seen. And I can totally see and understand why uh, my mom was against it from all the gore the gross the occult the all the things yeah forbidden cinema we really just talked about the movie because we did both kind of like it i don't think we really talked about the forbidden cinema aspect of it i guess going deeper we'll have to go more into the outrage at this movie being a pg movie right but so that would have fallen right in the time because when did this movie come out uh 84 okay so i mean i would have been three so it wouldn't be something that we would have my mom would have wanted me to be in the room for, but it was, it was not even, there was never a moment. Like I said, I've, this is the first time I'm seeing it. There was never a moment in, in any teenage years or anything where like, okay, you guys are old enough. We're going to watch it. I don't think she wanted to watch it. I think she wanted to omit it from, from watching because of her own feelings about it. And so that was definitely like put on to us too. All right. So we will see you guys next week for going deeper. We'll try to try to actually follow our show's format, maybe, instead of just talking about how much we're watching a it movie. It was summertime. And... It was summertime. And yeah, like we're, we're getting back into it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We, we've had a few weeks where we've kind of had some tangents and had a blast doing it. So we hope you guys did. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so check us out Instagram Forbidden Cinema, um, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail for your thoughts, questions, suggestions, all of the above. And we will see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>